Hello and welcome to Flow Motion. I am super excited today to have this new episode for you because I have a guest and she is Letitia Ringe. I'm super excited that you're here. Thank you so much. Hi. Hello, everybody. And hello. <laughs> I'm just so excited to be here as well. Super, super, super excited too. Oh, I'm super, yeah, I'm super happy that this worked out because we had it on the books for a little while and I'm super excited to talk to you and maybe you can just give a little bit of an introduction. I mean, I'm pretty sure that, that a lot of people, especially who've done IVFT know who you are, but you know, if somebody doesn't know, just let, let us know who you are, just a little overview. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, everybody. It's so good to be here. So I've been a part of the Just Lively community for quite a while. I think it was back in 2015 that I was connected with the Lively show and started listening. And that was a really pivotal moment in my life. At that time, I was working as a lawyer. I was unhappy in my job. I was really wanting something else, but not having any clue on what that something else could be. And so I started listening to The Lively Show and uh, listened to an episode with Elisa Vidi from Flow Living. And at that stage, I was suffering with some menstrual issues. And that episode changed the course of my entire life. I ended up moving uh, from Sydney, where I was at the time, to London. I ended up then going, taking a deep dive into finding my purpose and personal development and life coaching. I started training as a life coach. Um, I did Jess's flow with intention and just absolutely loved that perspective of the world. I started my own business and it was really amazing because I had all of this, these amazing teachings behind me when I started my business. So I took to business really intentionally. I wanted to create something that would allow me to create a life I truly loved and one that I also enjoyed. And so I started my business back in 2017 and I wanted to help people to create a life that is truly beautiful to them. And over the years that's evolved into actually supporting other amazing people drawn to the work of personal development, life coaching, healing, uh, to help them as they also start and grow their own businesses and really doing that with the guidance of the inner voice and also really honoring your body, your soul, and also using tools like mindset coaching to support you when the mind wants to make things really traumatic <laughs> and, or maybe you feel a little bit of fear when it comes to some of the things that you're being asked or called to in your business. So I think it's really, really beautiful to have, um, this combination of tools, both in a voice facilitation, which I went on to do uh, later, and then also being able to work with the mind and really support it to feel as confident as it can as we um, take steps in our businesses, because I really do feel that business is just a supercharged personal development journey. And <laughs> even though it can be really scary at times, I know I wouldn't have it any other way as uh, when I compare my life before business to um, where it is today, I was so unhappy and unfulfilled and really just mm -hmm. wanted freedom. And I think that that's why a lot of us go into business. So yes, in a nutshell, I am a business coach. I call myself a holistic business coach. I work with many, many people in the Lively community because I've mm -hmm. been um, a pretty active member since I joined and I just love everything that Jess does. I'm a big fan girl. So <laughs> 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 I've also been on her podcast. 
Madagascar. So some people might know me from there. Mm, beautiful. I, yeah, I think it's so inspiring and so, so important for um, sort of people to uh, like approach business in a, in a new way. I feel like it's really time for us to like stop hustling and stuff, like really mm. uh, thinking that, you know, nothing comes from nothing. I don't know if that's a <laughs> saying in English, but in German it is. Um, and that we kind of start to really enjoy ourselves and that, that, that limiting belief go that we have to work and it has to be like it, it equals suffering in a way. So I'd mm. really, really love to know how your approach to business is and like how you incorporate the inner voice and um, what that essentially means, a holistic business, like to have a holistic mm. business sort of. I love this question. So first of all, just on the hustling piece, it's it's really interesting because a lot of people who go into business or a lot of us from this community, we go into business because we've had experiences in our day jobs, our corporate jobs or whatever, wherever you've come from before you decide to start your business. And you've noticed that there's something that you don't like. So you've got mm -hmm. some contrast there and that what that is often what leads you to start a business. You want to have more control and more freedom over what you're creating so that you can create something really intentionally. But the problem is, is that we bring ourselves with us <laughs> into the business <laughs> and what we tend to experience and learn um, as we build our businesses is that the the limitations that we had in the previous situation that we may have left or we might be also kind of in transition where we are maybe still working in a job and we're also building our business on the side we realize that those limitations, the sort of imprisonment that we feel like we're in is actually coming from us as well. Like we're enabling those limitations and then we try to bring them into our businesses too. And so there can be this, there's this exhilaration at first because there's so much possibility and potential behind the business that you can create. You really want it to be this vehicle of freedom and self-expression and creativity and service and all of these beautiful things. They're very genuine, but then you bring yourself with your mind, which has been conditioned throughout your entire life and probably all of the other previous lifetimes you've lived you bring yourself yeah. with you and so then you try to you try to build that freedom with the same mind that created the previous experience that you were in so that beco really becomes our work as business owners it's it's breaking down though that conditioning it's and and the breaking down of the conditioning isn't necessarily um it's not necessarily trying to change anything about the way that you're thinking it's really about becoming aware of that thinking yeah. <laughs> it's about seeing that you the only, the only person that's really stopping you from having you having what you want is yourself no one else it wasn't your old boss it isn't really even society and i think that that can be a hard pill to swallow for most of us we learn mm -hmm. it in so many different ways but the moment that we do learn it is the moment that we have the most potential to really create what we want and and experience that freedom mm, so beautiful 
Yeah. So if we go back to holistic business, so I, okay, what is holistic business? Holistic business is about uh, taking a holistic approach to the way that you look at your business and the way that you build your business. And so we're really building, building the business with body, mind, and soul. And soul could be your inner voice. It could like, you can, you can just define that for yourself. Basically, all of us are, we have something, maybe it's, maybe you call it heart led or heart centered, or maybe you call it soul, or maybe you call it God, or maybe you call it the universe. There's something that is calling you, pulling you, you have these desires. And, uh, and so we want to honor those. We want to lead with that for sure in the businesses Mm. that we're creating, but we also are humans and we have a mind. So we want to make sure that we're also supporting the way we build our businesses with tools that also support the mind and so that that includes things like mindset but it also includes things like strategy so we can utilize both the mind and our inner voice and our soul to create these businesses that we want and then on top of that we also have a body we have the our physical body to look after Mm. Um, I became one of the one of the first entry points into personal development for me was learning all about my menstrual cycle because at that stage I was experiencing really severe cramps every month, really, really, really severe. Sometimes they'd make me want to pass out. I wanted to throw up. I just didn't know what to do with myself and it was excruciating. And so when I listened to uh, the lively show, the episode with Elisa Vitti, it was all about um, that as women experiencing a menstrual cycle, we have these four different hormonal phases and with each of those different hormonal phases we have different needs in the body so back then in 2015 I became really interested in learning how to care for my physical body as well and when I started my business one of the one of the main reasons I I had had enough with the corporate world was because I felt that I couldn't look after my physical body in in the corporate environment that I was in at that time So I really wanted to build a business that would allow me to look after my body as a woman with a menstrual cycle and also a a woman who experiences painful periods. So I wanted to have a business that would allow me to take off my in a winter, which is when you have your period, I wanted to be able to rest and relax. I wanted to be able to do nothing if I needed to, or at least be able to not hold space for anyone else other than myself during that time. And that's exactly what I created. And so I think that when we work with these three different elements of ourselves, which is where the holistic piece comes from, we're working Mm. with our inner voices, we're working with our heart, our soul, we're working with our body, and we're also working with our mind, that's where we create something that's truly sustainable, something that will stand the test of time. So it, the holistic business approach that I've created was something that evolved over my own journey of being in business and trying, just trying to create something that could really support myself because I always had this belief that we're not meant to suffer in life, that Mm -hmm. we are meant to do work that we love and enjoy and that we're not meant to be sacrificed in pursuit of that, that we could, I used to love this term. I don't use it as much anymore, but I, I used to love it, make a difference and thrive. I've always wanted to help people. I've always wanted to serve in whatever way I could be of service, but I also knew within myself that 
I also got to live a great life and that I didn't have to suffer uh, in order to serve. And as a lawyer, that was definitely not what was modeled around me. It was really that you know, you get to sort of this pinnacle or it's sold to you that it's the pinnacle of your life, you know, becoming a lawyer and working at a law firm, you know, you're mm. one of the top percentile in the world, um, so they say, but everybody was miserable. Mm. <laughs> so well, Most people were miserable, not everybody, most people were miserable. And I know that this is not just uh, the case in the legal industry, it's, it's, it's beyond that as well. And so that I witnessed that firsthand and knew within myself that that just wasn't right. I I can't I don't know where that came from, but I always knew that that was not right. And so I wanted to find that combination of where I could really serve and make a difference and also be able to live in a way that really lit me up. And so I think holistic business was really born out of that. And over the years, I've then gone on to create a framework, which really just utilizes the different modalities that I have been naturally drawn to, um, including uh, one of them is human design, which I haven't mentioned, but I became kind of obsessed with human design for a while there <laughs> as a way to better understand, mm-hmm. understand how I have been energetically designed to thrive and operate in this lifetime, and then also to support my clients. And so yeah, just following my own interests and the tools that supported me personally, I was then able to go on and create this framework and then um, support my community to do the same. Oh, I, I think that is so exciting. And so, um, yeah, it's so forward thinking or going or, you know, whatever. I, I really get what you say about like, there was always this feeling there is something wrong with this traditional way of working. I mean, I, I, I'm sure there are people who really thrive on that and really enjoy it. But as for, for me, and I think for a lot of women especially, it feels like that is not really right. And I don't really have broken into the workforce. <laughs> I would say. Um, but I always have this feeling of, you know, I really want to start working in a way that it feels really good to me and that respects all of these three parts that mm. you mentioned, because I also really come back to these three parts all the time. I used to think it was just in our voice. And then I used, you know, before that, I, I thought it was just mind. And then, you know, I really and now I'm really getting back to, oh, there is also the body. So we have mm. to really incorporate everything into it. And out of that, creating sort of a work or something you want to work in or having a business or whatever it is in the end that really respects all of that. And I think um, at least I sometimes get this um, feeling that other people don't really um, respect that or they are like, yeah, you can't, you know, that's wishful thinking. What What are you thinking? Like you have mm. to suffer. And I'm like, no, I don't, I really don't want to buy into this belief and I really um I really want to create a life for myself that that I feel comfortable in and also respecting my menstrual cycle. I think that is so beautiful what you shared. And I think it's so, so important because like 50% of all people <laughs> are menstruating, right? So um, to incorporate that into the work life too, and um, maybe there is even going to be like corporations where this will be respected and um, that we sort of change the way 
work feels for everyone. I mean, that's super huge right now what I'm talking about, but I think this is where it starts, right? Like how you're helping people to create that for themselves. And I think it's so important and so beautiful. So yeah, that's amazing. I'm super, super excited about it. (laughs) I'm feeling very excited as you speak all of that out. And honestly, like that has been my vision from back when I became more aware of what, how I could thrive as a woman. Mm. And the the thing is when, um, typically when women hear about the four different phases slash seasons of the menstrual cycle and that we're not actually designed to have the same needs every day of our cycle. We have different Mm -hmm. needs based on what season we're in. It is a, a remembering for every woman. It is a, oh, of course, that makes so much sense. Yeah. A, there's kind of like a relaxation in the body. And what I love is that it what we can all learn from uh, what we can see in the way that like women have kind of been oppressed through uh, the way that our society has been designed really only with the male body in mind rather than the female mm-hmm. body is that when when women are able to support themselves in a way that allows them to have good health, then there are also benefits to everybody else around them. Like you show yeah. up way more productive. You don't yeah. take as much sick leave. Your, uh, your the, the efficiency and effectiveness, which is what pretty much every corporation is interested <laughs> in, is only increased. Yeah. So why wouldn't we do that? And I think it's beautiful because then uh, anyone who doesn't have isn't experiencing that same menstrual cycle, they also can see, hey, I maybe the way that I, what I need in order to thrive in my work or in my business is a bit different to what has been modeled to me. Yeah. And and then we, they get to implement the, what changes, whatever changes suit them. And also that then makes them a little bit more accepting and aware of what other people might need to. And I really believe that when you are able, when you're doing what you love, when you're doing it in a way that actually allows you to do it in a way that's sustainable, mm. that is only beneficial for everybody out there. There, There's no cost to anyone. And I don't know where I um, learned that. I just know that that has always felt like truth to me. And that's really what I wanted to create for myself and bring anyone who wanted to come with me um, in pursuit of that vision too. Yeah, I agree. It's so much more natural to want that, right? I mean, sometimes when I talk to people and they're like yeah you know you can't have everything you want and you can't you you need to suffer and you need to hustle and you need to work your ass off or you like have to (laughs) you can't um you can't have a social life and a private life and a career and all that and and Mm -hmm. I just always feel like I mean I I haven't experienced it yet so I don't I don't know but I feel like it's so much more natural to um to incorporate it into your life in a way that fits and that is fun and like who right like who told us that we have to suffer it's it really it really feels so much more natural to um to not believe into this like hustle mentality and that we have to give up everything in order to make money or in order to Mm -hmm. uh thrive with money and stuff and like you know have a good life and stuff but because like if we if we if we hustle so much and work so much um 
where can we enjoy this life? Like the day has 24 hours. <laughs> so. Exactly. And, and that's the thing I like. It's like some people ask, uh, if you, if you were asked the question, like what, what's more important to you? Is it to like have an impact or is it to like make the money that you want or live the good life that you want? A lot of people think it's one or the other, like it mm-hmm. has, you have yeah. to choose. Yeah. But what I've always wanted for myself and what I teach is we can have both. It's about having your all. So you can have an impact and you can thrive across the rest of your life uh, holistically. And I think when the the issue becomes having strong enough boundaries for yourself where you are constantly asking, is the steps I'm taking, are the questions that I'm asking my inner voice even, and are Mm. the steps that I'm taking, the actions I'm taking, are they in alignment with what is important to me? And when we're so used to looking at what everybody else is doing, and especially I think it's becoming worse with things like social media, Mm. We look at what people outside of ourselves are telling us is important. So we think, okay, travel is really important, being able to buy a home, uh, being able to have a partner, being thin, like all of these things Mm -hmm. that society has typically told us are good and great. We think that we should want them. And so we think that, okay, I need to um, serve people and I need to uh, be in a career that allows me to have all these things, but Mm -hmm. they may not actually be important to you and, and isn't actually what brings you the most fulfillment. So a lot of it is really about finding out, well, what is important to me? And then being able to shut everything else out so that you can one step at a time, make decisions that are in alignment with what those things actually are. And I really believe that whether it's in business or whether it's in any other area of our life, that that is the work. (laughs) That's where things get hard because it's this constant, okay, coming back to yourself, trusting yourself and sticking with whatever like your all is rather than yeah what society's told you is is the all yeah yeah totally I also feel that when um when we are very um, present with all the things that are happening in 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 social media and in the world and with other people like and when we are very invested in the lives of other people whether that is in like Netflix series or you know um, social media Instagram whatever I mean these are great things but sometimes I personally feel like when I consume those too much uh, which sometimes happens (laughs) that I really (laughs) lose this feeling of what I want and what is right for me and stuff and I really feel like through my inner voice I get back to this feeling of oh I know what is important to me this is important to me and to um to kind of, I think what is really important is to know how to get back to that because I think in this world, it's really easy to be very consumed by things. And, you know, there is a lot of information that gets thrown at us. Even if we, even if we try to not consume these things, we kind of do at some point, you know, um, but to like know how to get back and how to drop in again and how to connect to to your core and to your values and to what is important to you. And I feel like feeling those things um, instead of like 
knowing them rationally is sometimes even more powerful to me. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's why the connection to the inner voice and probably also co incorporating it into the business is so so valuable. Oh my gosh, this is just so well said, Miriam. And I'm so excited <laughs> for you to be entering the workforce with all of these, this knowledge and tool tools within you. It, yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. Like the practice is tuning in and asking. Mm. And there is something that I think is I'd like to speak to today, and and that is. I, I know that in business and this business is really just a microcosm of every other area of our life. Like the way that we do business is usually mm -hmm. the way we do other areas of our life. So know for anyone who's maybe listening and doesn't even want a business, the, all of this is relevant for you too. Yeah. And so when we're sometimes I'll, I'll use the example of business just to keep it focused. So uh, sometimes what happens is we ask, we start tuning in and asking the inner voice and, and then we get answers that are really confusing and yeah. <laughs> get answers that leave us thinking, well, I, like, I don't even know what to do. So I'm just going to do nothing or I'm going to spin around. And, and we kind of get stuck in this inaction, but yeah. it's not, it's not a helpful state of inaction. It's usually one where we feel really frustrated and confused and overwhelmed. And we're just trying to figure out what is the answer? Like what, what is the inner voice trying to tell me? What's that next step? And the, what we, what is a really, really great, uh, lesson that Jess teaches and one that I often find myself coming back to and one that I really feel is, um, real, a really important piece of how I support my clients too, is coming back to what questions are we actually asking the inner voice, getting really specific with the questions rather than leaving the questions totally open. Mm -hmm. You can, you still get great questions when it's open, but that's where the confusion comes in because we make assumptions with our mind on the answers that are being given from the inner voice. So we might be asking, Hey, inner voices, should I even be doing this anymore? And if that's the question that you're asking, like mm -hmm. every day of a project, you're, that's just, it's kind of um, antagonizing the mind almost yeah. to bring up more of its doubts and fears. And that question is really throwing, it's throwing it out into the abyss. Like, hey, there are a million, there's nothing, first of all, there's nothing that you should be doing. Mm -hmm. And second of all, there are millions of different pathways that you can take. And the inner voice is always going to give you like that abundant perspective. But what might be more helpful for you as a human in a physical experience and wanting a specific result that is important to you is to have questions that are more specific. So asking, for instance, in the case of business, it could be maybe you've got a launch on or there's a particular result you're trying to create in your business. And so it would be asking your business, like, what is the next best step for this launch today? Or how could I sign a new client today? Or in a voice, how could I bring in another $5,000 into my business over the next a couple of weeks? These questions are giving your inner voice a, a, a focus. And so you're going to get better quality answers. But if mm -hmm. you're asking open-ended questions all of the time, you're going to lose that focus and not necessarily get the best answer for you with whatever the project is right in front of you. And then we get an answer and, and, and then we still need to make clarifications. So sometimes yeah. you might get an answer and it's like, 
leave the job or um, like stop doing what you're doing and we don't follow up with like, okay, is that now? Like should I stop doing that now? And what do you actually mean by stop doing what you're doing? Because your mind's making an assumption of whatever it like wants to avoid and is thinking that that's the thing. And then it's also thinking that everything needs to happen right now. But these follow-up questions give us the clarity that we're looking for. And I really see this as the difference. I, I have, and we all experience this at certain moments, so, so don't feel bad if, if this is something you're experiencing <laughs> right now, that you'll have people who are following their inner voice in business and they're hitting all of the whatever goals are important for them. And then you'll have people who aren't experiencing that and are feeling really, really confused or maybe you find yourself in a season of one or the other. And it's, it really is simply because we're not putting those boundaries around the questions we're asking and we're not asking for clarity. And part of putting those boundaries around the questions is knowing what those boundaries are. So mm-hmm. there are like three things that I like to think about. What are my needs in terms of my business and as a human? Like for instance, for me, I know that one of my needs is I don't work when I have my period or I don't see clients when I have my period. Mm. So I'm never going to frame a question that's going to have me working during that time because I just know that that's a need I have. And, uh, and so I'm going to make sure my questions support that need. Uh, Mm. then we also have our desires. And what I think of as a desire is maybe it's how much money you want to make, uh, or maybe it's a particular goal you've got in your business. Maybe like you really want to work for a specific organization, or you really want to work with a particular client, or you really want to write a book or something. And so there's this like desire that you have. It's a goal that you're moving towards. That's important to know because you can frame your questions around those goals. And then thirdly, something that I call your, or, um, the terms upon which you're willing to do these things. Uh, sometimes I call them your lifestyle requirements. Mm. So I think that we all have like <laughs> that there are things that we're willing to do in order to have these desires, like to meet the desires. And then there are things that are just absolute no's. And, so, and some of the things that we're willing to do, we may not like love doing, but we're willing to do them to, to have the, the thing that we desire. And so we need to be really clear on what those are so that um, we can ask the questions with the, with these parameters and boundaries in mind as well. Mm. And for, cause for instance, if you're getting an answer, that's telling you to do something that you really just really, really don't want to do, then you might have the questioning end there instead of asking, well, is there some, is there a way of doing it with what you are willing to do in mind? And then you Mm. might get a better answer that isn't like just to stop doing what you're doing. Mm. So I think it's always about self-discovery and going back to really being clear on what those parameters are for yourself so that you can ask better questions of your inner voice for your business. I love that. I'm learning so much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I also feel like at least what, what I always encounter is that I have a question or I am not sure about something regarding whatever, like can also non, can also be non-career stuff. And I, I don't ask my inner voice because I'm like, yeah, I know what my inner voice will say. Like it will say, it's all good. It's all, all is well. And like, you know, these standard inner voice answers. But then whenever I do question my inner voice and, um, or somebody holds space for me and stuff and, um, I inner voice about something upcoming or something, you know, that I'm unsure about, 
it always gives me these images and like you know when you ask more questions like you said it's so important to to go down and like to ask because you know when we ask one question there's gonna come like yeah everything's fine or whatever it is right these inner voice answers but when you really go deep then for me at least it's always like it forms like a, a really big picture and I really understand everything mm. in a more sort of holistic way in a more um complete way instead of just like answering this question or getting an answer to this to this one question because then I get a why like why do I get this answer like what does it mean and how can I look at this in a different way and um, what my inner voice always tells me is like to not look at it from like the above like when you look at the mm. earth like look at the earth's crust sort of and just like see what is on there but kind of look at it as if you cut it in half and then you see all these different levels and then it kind of shows me what that means and that always like sort of means to look at it sort of or to feel into it and what it means and um I also had recently um because I do I I I offer meditations and inside timer and stuff and I I had this feeling of like I really want to put more energy into it and I really want to make this bigger and I, I was just really excited about it but then it started to my ego started to get in the way and like look at the numbers and the statistics and you know how many people listen to this one and da, 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 da. and then uh, I spoke to my mentor and um no actually I spoke to my inner voice <laughs> and my inner <laughs> voice told me like you just look like you actually really look at a pixel on your computer that's how much of an impact this number means like it's actually just mm. in the in this whole space this whole universe how much space these pixels on your computer um use that's how much this number means but like look at it from the side, look at how deep this is going. When there's one person listening to it and they're really enjoying it and you can't even fathom the impact that this this might have. And this just really, I don't know if that, if that made sense. I hope it did. Um, mm. Like how much more the impact a person can feel from what you're doing than what a number is saying like or how many listens a podcast gets or whatever it is um and mm. that really allowed me to look at it from sort of a different way and if I didn't had uh, if I didn't ask my no voice I I would have never gotten to this image because this is not something that my mind came up with, right? <laughs> it's like, totally. I would never have thought about a number on my screen just being like having the impact of like how much, a, how big a pixel is, you know? Um, so I don't know that, I hope that made sense. I, I really love that. And the word that is coming up for me is it's like, it's an excavation. <laughs> You're mm. just excavating, like going deep. And mm. the questions that you ask are, it's really showing, first of all, that you're open to hearing. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, we ask questions of the inner voice, but we're not truly open to hearing. Mm. So that's why we get like the answers that are maybe the same that we, that we're used to hearing all of the time. And, and then we're kind of like, okay, that's the answer that I wanted. So I'm good to go. Or it's like, or even just for the, like for the mind, maybe the mind wants to hear an answer. So it's like, all right, we've ticked that off the list. We've got that so we can move on. But if you like, don't make any assumptions about yeah. any of the answers that you get from the inner voice, and that's where you'll get the gold. That's where you, and you won't be led astray. And something else is, I just feel that we, when we get really confused and we're, we're stuck in that inaction, we might get 
we might get an answer that like we might know that we're going to pivot in some way eventually. But that doesn't mean that you have to stop what you're doing and what you're working on now. Like know that you can know that there's going to be this pivot coming up and you can still complete what you're doing. You can still enjoy what you're doing. Maybe you don't have all of the answers about what this pivot is that's coming up and, and, and that's okay, but you can still keep doing what you're doing until you do have that clarity. I, I truly believe that when I'm meant to truly pivot from something, I will just know. Like yeah. I'll know, it won't even be a question. I won't mm. even need to ask the question. I will just know. And so for me, asking uh, the question constantly of, is this something that I should be doing or some variation of that is really not a useful question for me to be asking. It's one that my mind wants me to ask to keep distracting myself. You can ask it, it's fine. But a, a more useful question is, going to come from the knowing that Mm. I need to pivot Mm. or it's going to be a question that's going to help you with like what you're focused on now. So I love to ask questions that are really, really focused in my business that are aligned with the goals that I want so that I get those really juicy answers. And just remember, even like asking a question, like what is my best next step in my launch, for instance, mm. or, um, or to sign a client today or something like that, that can seem really boring and something that you'd only ask the mind, but it is a question that has the potential to have a lot, of, a lot, a lot, a lot of depth to it. And it's mm. also a question that's going to give you the, the best strategy that you can implement that day. We don't have to make it super complicated by going to the mind and like trying to come up with whatever the best marketing and sales strategy mm. is. It, it really is like business is really about relationships at the end of the day. It's really about yeah. forming relationships. It's about serving people. It's about um, allowing uh, people to get to see you and get to know you so that they can understand whether or not they want to join you. That's really mm. all it is in its essence. And there is an infinite way, uh, infinite ways of, um, of strategies that can support you with that. So the inner voice can help you with these things that feel like I need to leave that to the experts or to the Mm. mind instead. (laughs) No, you can definitely ask that to the inner voice. Yeah. And also feeling into it and kind of whatever feels good that, you Mm. know, sometimes we don't even have to question things because I feel like sometimes, um, at least in the beginning when I did the inner voice training and stuff, I really got into the habit of like, I really want to just ask all the time. And, um, <laughs> but then I really got into trusting what I'm feeling. Like, how does it feel? Does it feel good? Does it feel fun what I'm doing? And if it, if it did, I, I usually didn't really ask. And I think everybody has to like develop their own relationship to, um, their inner voice, like when it makes sense to ask and when it just makes sense to, to follow what feels good and what, you know, what, what you're trusting and all that. And also with the decision-making, I think that is so important to, like you said, you know, knowing that there might be a shift coming or knowing, knowing that there is a shift coming, but not needing to make a decision right now. I feel like letting, what I'm always saying is like, I, I, I move my decisions within me for a couple of weeks and months, even Mm. like sometimes when I have to make a decision, 
Uh, and I don't know the answer yet. And my inner voice is not really clear um, or it says like, you know, not now or, you know, it, it kind of wants you to wait a little bit. I just let it bake in the oven like Jess mm. always says. <laughs> and um, yeah, because the mind always wants to make a decision right now. Right. It's like. I need to know now, I need to make a decision or even with, with relationships and every other sort of area uh, that sometimes it's, it's yeah, the mind just really wants to make a decision now and instead just letting it like ripen in your heart and just moving it around and looking at it from different ways and feeling into the different ways. Like what does it feel like to make this decision or what does it feel like to make the other decision? And I think that is so, so valuable and um it really it really shows or at least I learn more and more that life is really not always like I always know what to do and it's always fun and it's always good and it's always this or that mm. but it's so, like so much more in between and there's so much more unknown and to really like ease into that I guess yeah, allow it <laughs> at least that's where I'm at right now yeah yeah I love what you say about how like how important the feelings are and, and how useful they are in guiding you and I think mm. I really believe that that is ultimately how our inner voice is communicating with us and I know for some people um some people are really feeling those feelings or at least receiving them more than others. And that's, that's totally fine. Like however you communicate with your inner voice is perfect. Uh, but I primarily the inner voice is really communicating to, to us through our body. And so that's why I think it's really mm. important to be like you using the body and to be communicating through the body and understanding your body in all aspects of our life. Um, and mm. with the, like you can I love, I love the sort of trying different options on if you're confused about what pathway mm. forward. I, I love that too of asking like what, okay, option A and then noticing mm. how your body responds to that. And then option B, notice mm. how your body responds to that and letting that help to guide you as you move forward. But there is also one thing I think when we talk about aligned action, one of the areas I see people mm. getting tripped up in is thinking that aligned action means that all of the action I take has to feel good. And the truth is that all the action that you take won't feel good. Like there are so many times where mm. I'll just, I, I love sharing this with my clients all of the time. <laughs> like I'll make a plan to see a friend and I'm so excited to see that friend and, or a group of friends or whatever. And it's all come from a place of alignment. It's aligned with what my desires are, what my preferences mm. are. And then without a doubt, almost before anything that I ever want to do, I don't want to do it. Now there are some times where it's like, oh, I know that this just isn't aligned. And so I don't do it. And then that mm. flows for everybody. But most times things that I really do want to do, I don't want to do it right before. And it's usually coming maybe from a bit of fear. And so I think it's mm. important to just remember that aligned actions is for me is more about are the actions that I'm taking in alignment with whatever my priorities are in my life rather than mm. uh, alignment needing to be what feels good. Because sometimes like what is most aligned is actually, it doesn't feel that good. Like sometimes what's most aligned mm. is for me to release a beanbag and that doesn't necessarily feel yeah. feel good. <laughs> or it's for me to yeah. like, yeah, to, to sit and feel something that's really, really uncomfortable or it's to take a rest and like it, I just think that can be a place that trips people up. Um, 
And mm. that's why I love having that category of what are the what are your the terms upon which you're willing to do whatever the thing is that you want, because there is always there are always things that maybe don't feel as amazing to do, but you're willing to do them to have these other experiences or sometimes like being committed to a particular path, for instance, like with a podcast, mm. I've got a podcast too. I've done like about a hundred, I think I've recorded 177 episodes now. There have been so many times throughout that, that I have not wanted to keep up with the podcast and I've had breaks mm. at some of those times. That's okay. But like the, I, I definitely don't want to do it, but then when I'm doing it, I want to be doing it. And I'm so excited that yeah. I did it, yeah. but I only would have been able, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think it's really, really important to, to remind ourselves that freedom also does come through commitment and sometimes actually allowing yourself to complete the projects you're working on is like where the, mm. that feeling good actually comes from. So just be, mm it's, it's all a playground play with all of these concepts, mm-hmm. but know that when something doesn't necessarily feel good, it doesn't necessarily mean it's not aligned either. Yeah. I totally agree. Like so much, this is actually what I've just gone through with my own podcast and my own stuff, because I, I was always like, yeah, I'm just going to do it when it feels good. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I think that's a beautiful way to go, but I always feel like it really depends on like how aware we are, because I feel like, um, I don't want to put like Jess on a pedestal, but I feel like she's like really aware and can like really flow with, um, just going with like whatever feels good in the moment right now. And I feel like I'm so much more attached to my mind and like to things, imaginations and, you know, um, beliefs and all that. And I, I struggle so much more with this be staying aware all of the time or, you know, because I don't think every human <laughs> is like aware all of the time. Mm-hmm. And um, and I feel like when we when we give ourselves some sort of framework or some sort of like I really, I really, I'm passionate about this project and I, I want to do like, for example, release a podcast episode like once a week, but I don't like have to, mm-hmm. right? Like not putting pressure on ourselves that, you know, if we don't do it, it's going to fail and we're bad and da 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 da. But make it more as like an act of love towards yourself, giving yourself this framework to thrive in mm. because I sometimes I, I, I'm the same way. Like when I do it, it's so much fun, but before, before doing it or like, I'm not inspired and I don't know what to talk about, but as soon as I sit in front of the microphone, it just kind of comes out and it's so much fun. And then I feel like I've given myself through this framework, some sort of like self-love because I sort of like quote unquote had to put myself into the, the situation to experience the fun and to like create the momentum again because I also feel like momentum is something that can sometimes drop but if we don't sort of keep going um, and sometimes that needs a little bit of mind right that we can't really recreate this momentum if we really like just wait around for five weeks to for the alignment to come back sort of totally Um, yeah yeah and also what just came to me when you were talking is the word alignment what do we think we are aligned to? Mm. And I think that is so important to differentiate because 
I think the word alignment is getting thrown around in the self-help or in self-development inner voice space so much. And it for me personally, I don't know how it feels to other ones, but just for me, it feels like sometimes it's aligned to like a really high vibe place mm -hmm. or aligned to happy feelings, aligned to feeling good. Like you said, it feels aligned sometimes to release a beanbag, which doesn't feel good. And what came to me was alignment or aligned to sort of my truth or to my heart or to what is right for me uh, in that moment. And that doesn't really have to do, I guess, a lot of uh, a lot with super high vibe feelings all of the time, but really like what is right for me? Does that mean I need to rest right now? Does that mean I need to process something? Does it mean um, I need to give myself some framework to thrive in, you know? You know, yes. I, kind of reframing this word aligned to like, what am I, I aligned to? Am I only aligned to like happy feelings? Exactly. <laughs> Is everything else bad? <laughs> I, I love, I love this redefinition of alignment. And I think that that like, that is where we're getting tripped up because we think that we need mm -hmm. to follow only what feels good. And, and like, and it, and it's not that following what feels good. It's not that there's something wrong with that statement because, yeah. <laughs> because there yeah. is a lot of truth in that. Like ultimately and overall, we're following what feels good for us, but in the day to day, mm -hmm. like every step, It, some of those steps aren't going to feel good and some of them are challenging. Yeah. And you know what? If we all did live in a life every day where it was everything just went exactly as we wanted it to, we would not mm. have surprise. We would not have delight. Yeah. We would not have miracles. Yeah. We wouldn't have magic and we'd all be really bored. Mm. So you got to like be open to, uh, to sometimes experiencing emotions that might be negative and knowing that, yeah, as you said, that is part of your alignment. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, that, that is, so, it's so fun to talk to you. It's been such a lovely conversation. Yes. I've loved this so much as well. Thank you so much, Miriam. And thank you to everybody listening and just know if for, for all of you who are business owners out there, just know that like the mind will tell you that everything in your business is so urgent and there's, there's a lot of like mm. all or nothing thinking. Um, and Just remind yourself that you got into your business because for a particular purpose, like you got in it to give mm. you something, to give you a life that you desire, to give you uh, maybe more money, maybe more service of people, maybe more creative fulfillment. And all of those things are entirely possible for you. And like, that's the thing to be asking, am I aligned with this? Am I, are the actions I'm taking supporting me in creating these things and know that sometimes mm -hmm. the day-to-day -day steps aren't going to feel good or are going to feel challenging or you're going to have resistance and that's okay. You're still on the right path. Uh, and if you get it wrong, if you don't follow your inner voice or, you know, you, you have failures and that sort of thing, like that can be part of your alignment too. And it's okay. We get to make mistakes. We don't need to perfect the process. It's okay. Everything will always end up in the right place. I truly believe that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I always say to myself, um, like, the way it is right like there is always room for improvement like I didn't I don't probably do all these things perfectly right now but I know like I always see it for in like youtubers or podcasters or whatever when you scroll back 
like everything looks a little bit <laughs> shittier. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I always feel like, okay, maybe I'm in that stage at the moment. Like, you know, <laughs> if you're really just starting out with something to like not be super perfectionist, like look at everybody else. That is. <laughs> oh, they're doing it perfectly. Yes. That is such, uh, that is one of the best <laughs> lessons that everybody can learn. The, like the perfectionism is really, is, is really a problem for all of us. And also there are those times where you look back and you remember being really hard on yourself and you look back and you think, wow, mm. that was amazing. I can't believe that I created that or mm. I did that. And, mm. and so, yeah. yeah, you like perfection, it really is the enemy of any progress. Mm. And whenever you notice your mind doing that, just like reminding yourself that you don't need to get it perfect. You just need to take that next step mm. forward. And, and the inner voice can really help you with with finding out what that best next step is so that you're not trying to complete a to-do list. Instead, you're simply taking whatever the best next step forward is to in support of whatever that thing is that you desire. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for doing this. If people want to work with you or find you on the internet, where can they find you and what are you yeah what are you doing what are you offering okay no worries <laughs> yes of course so you guys can of course uh find me over on my website uh leticiaringe.com and it's l-e-t-i-c-i-a-r-i-n-g-e and on there we'll have all of the links to all of the places you can connect with me on at the moment the place that i connect the most is on instagram and it's just at Letitia Ringe. and in terms of my offerings i mean they're always evolving but i at the moment I have a business mastermind. I've been running it for years. It's called the Holistic Business Mistress Mind. And that's for you if you're growing your business. <laughs> I help people create a pathway to a six-figure business, step into next level leadership, impact, and of course, alignment. Uh, and then I also have a program called Validated, which is for you if you're validating a signature offer for your business. And the way that I define a signature offer is one offer that's bringing you in 10K or more in revenue. And the reason we concentrate on that first as the very first thing that you do in your business is because once you've got that, you can then grow it to whatever your other financial goals are. So yes, we definitely mm -hmm. focus on money in all of the uh, making money in your business in all of the different programs I support my clients with, but we focus on making that in a way that also allows you to thrive holistically. So they're the two primary mm -hmm. ways I work with people right now, but get in touch because who knows what will happen in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And, and actually I will say, I've also got, if anyone wants to know more about working with your menstrual cycle, uh, I do have a journal, mm. which has been around for a number of years. It's called, uh, you can download a copy for free at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash menstrual magic journal. And I also have a online business Kickstarter, which is a really great, great training for anyone who's new a business uh, or who is who wants to maybe be, feel a bit more effective in what they're creating in their business and mm. you can find that at the same letitiaringe.com forward slash kickstarter mm. wonderful <laughs> thank, thank you. you thanks everybody <laughs> bye bye <laughs>